Good morning, happy Easter. Normally we're in church together and you say, he is risen and everyone says, he is risen indeed. And uh, that's not the case. It's pretty empty out here um, this morning. So we're still gonna do it though and I'm gonna trust that at home you will say it back. He is risen. Wow, that sounded great, thanks guys. Beautiful. So welcome to this Easter service. Uh, For the past five weeks, I've been teaching a baptism class, and this past week we talked about the gospel, which is the good news, and that Jesus' whole life is good news, but the resurrection, that's the best news of all. And so join us in celebrating that today. One of those um, baptism class participants is going to be baptized today, and then we'll also be having communion if you want to get something ready to partake in that with us. Welcome. Christy and Evelyn, we have the pleasure of having a couple of extra musicians in the room today to celebrate Easter with us throughout this service. You can um, count on listening in for those things. Now let's share the gospel reading today, starting um, the first verse of Luke chapter 24. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed by this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and they bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee? that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then the women remembered his words and returned from the tomb. They told all of this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. 
Stooping in and looking, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The word of the Lord for the people of God. call to worship. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Christ is risen today. Alleluia. Our triumphant holy day. Alleluia. Who did once upon the cross. Alleluia. Suffered to Where the angels ever 
morning, we have an incredible opportunity to celebrate resurrection life. Of course, we come together on this Easter Sunday morning because we celebrate the resurrection with a capital R, but we live resurrection lives. And in the, the baptism waters that surround me this day, we have a, a chance to celebrate that life. Many of you will remember your own baptism. Some of you on an Easter Sunday, much like today. Many of you will remember the time that, that you stood in these waters and you felt that newness of life. Remember that experience as now we welcome into the waters of baptism Levi Grassy. Come on, Levi. So Levi has been ready for this for a long time. Levi was ready to do this last year, and then COVID got in the way. And so with all the things that he's been learning about baptism, he has been getting more and more and more ready as the, the weeks go on. And so we are excited that he has uh, had a chance now. Uh, with that extra year, he had a chance to, to meet with Pastor Christina now and get to know her some and to do baptism class with her and some other folks. And so this has been a great chance for him to, to learn a little bit more about the church and about baptism. And so we are glad that Levi has made this decision. One of the things that Levi has said is, is important to him about this church is the way that we care for other people the way that we care for uh, the homeless and, and, and ministry through Family Promise uh, for the hungry and those uh, who come to our food pantry. And so because that's so important, it's not a surprise that the, the verse that Levi has chosen is from John 3. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And as we gather today, Levi's family is here with him today as he makes this powerful symbol, this important decision to, to follow Christ into the waters of baptism. And so on this day that the Lord has made, Levi, I ask you a question. Do you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Then upon proclamation of your faith in Christ, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried with him into death, raised to walk in newness of life. And so we celebrate this day in which Christ is risen. We celebrate this day in which resurrection life has come to yet another one of God's children. We celebrate this day because we gather together, even across the, uh, the airwaves, and we celebrate new life in Christ. Amen. Take a moment in the chat, send a text, or later on make a call, but share the peace of Christ with those around you. Baptized in water, sealed by the Spirit, cleansed by the blood of Christ our King. Heirs of salvation, trusting His promise, faithfully now God's praise we sing. Baptized in water, sealed by the Spirit, dead in the tomb with Christ our King. One with his rising, freed and forgiven, thankfully now God's praise. 
baptized in water, sealed by the Spirit, marked with the sign of Christ our King. Born of one Father, we are His children, joyfully now God's praise we Good morning and happy Easter, kids. This is your time in the service to um, know that you are beloved by God and that Jesus called the children up to him and said, come to me and bless them and gave them hugs. So over the week, some of you with me made a resurrection garden where we talked about how Jesus loved and Jesus loved so deeply and so big that it made people uncomfortable. And Jesus loved so big that some people even wanted to kill him. And we talked about how that was really sad, about how he died on the cross. But then I told you, that's not the end of the story. And so today we get to celebrate that that's not the end of the story, that Jesus was placed in the tomb, and then three days later, some women came, and he was gone. The stone had been rolled away. And so I hope you enjoyed working on this this week and remembering that the resurrection is the greatest thing, that the death is not the end of the story, that love conquers all, and that Easter gives us joy and hope. It doesn't erase hard times, but it gives us hope and joy to continue on. So I added some flowers because I love Easter and I think flowers help us celebrate um, that joy. And I also want to say that it was great to meet a lot of you yesterday at the Easter extravaganza. Uh, it's been two months that I've been here and I finally got to see some of your faces. So those of you that came, thank you. And I hope you have a great Easter with your families. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you that you rose. Thank you that you love us so much, that your love is so big and deep and powerful that it defeats death. Thank you that this gives us joy and hope, even when times are hard. We love you and we praise you, amen.
Thank you, Laura and Christy, for bringing us into a time of prayer. We'd like to lift up and remember local, national, and international churches that it is not just us, but brothers and sisters around the world today are celebrating the resurrection. Uh, instead of doing a discipline of confession, we are moving to a time of thanksgiving. So please join me together in this union discipline of thanksgiving. Holy God, we give you thanks for your grace revealed through water. Before time, at the beginning of creation, your Holy Spirit moved across the face of the deep, dark waters, and from chaos you brought forth light and land and every living thing, declaring them good. Send your Holy Spirit to bless the waters this Resurrection Sunday. Let it be for us the water of new creation, the anointing of salvation. Let it be our Jordan River, through which we become one with Jesus Christ in his baptism, receiving the promise you have opened to people of every time and nation. For we pray through the risen Christ who lives with you and in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let's pray. God of love and life, and the joy and hope of this Easter morning, we sing Alleluia with the fullness of our hearts. Christ is risen, love is stronger than death. We welcome you, Lord Jesus, into our lives and hearts. We welcome your resurrection, for it is life-changing, life-giving, and life-sustaining. We welcome the hope your resurrection brings into our world. We welcome the empty tomb, for we know it means that you are on the loose. In the joy and hope of this Easter morning, in the midst of our singing and shouting, we know that those that are also bewildered and sad, that while there is joy in resurrection, suffering continues in this world. Lord, may your resurrection give life to those who feel lifeless, those who are just going through the motions. May your resurrection give hope to those who are mired in despair, who have feel help hopeless and have given all up. Risen one, May your resurrection give joy to those who feel no joy, who have lost it and it has been snuffed out by others. In the joy and hope of this Easter morning, we realize the depth and the breadth of what it means to be your Easter people. For we are the ones who are called to go into the places of our lives and in the world to work for justice and life for all in your creation. It is us up to us to bear witness to the promise of the resurrection, to hold those in despair and believe for them that love is stronger than death. Lord, may you be on the loose as the risen one in this world, spreading love and light into your kingdom 
as we pray together as you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now we are also going to hear a reading from Isaiah 25 this morning. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Favorite resource, which is the internet, and found this. On this day, we thank God for his son Jesus, who died and rose for us. We celebrate with joy. We sing Alleluia. Let us try to keep that spirit and enthusiasm for the Easter season in our hearts throughout the year, not just on this day and the few weeks that follow. Let us pray and listen for how the Lord is calling each of us to joyfully use these gifts in his honor. At this time, you'll see information in the chat on YouTube and also on the screen about how you can give online through Breeze. Um, I am one of their clients, and it works great. Uh, you may also mail a check to the church and uh, find your most creative and efficient and easiest way for you to support the ministries of First Baptist Church.
thank you every day for your son Jesus, and especially today as he rose for us. We do celebrate with joy and many, many hallelujahs today. And we pray that you help us keep that enthusiasm, not just today, but every day, and that your gifts that we've given today are used completely in your honor. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God all creatures here below. Praise God above the heavenly host. Creator Christ and Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise God in his sanctuary, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him in the firmament of his power, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him. I will extol the Lord my God. And I will bless his name forever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is righteous and holy. The Lord is gracious and kind. Full of compassion, slow to anger. His tender mercies are over all the works. He is good to all. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. sanctuary. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Let everything that hath breath. Let everything that hath breath. Let everything that hath breath. from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise him. Amen and amen. Thank you, Joe, and thank you, Mark. Well, have you all ever uh, watched a, a mystery movie? A movie that uh, uh, maybe had a, an unclear ending, and there were kind of clues along the way, but you watched it in a, a whole big group of people all together. 
Uh, and you've got people that are, that are trying to figure out, and, and somebody says, oh, 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 do you see that? And then uh, uh, somebody else says, shh, I'm trying to watch. And you kind of have this, this kind of banter going on throughout the, the whole thing, and, and nobody knows exactly what's going on. Everybody thinks they know who the, uh, the bad guy is. Everybody thinks they know what the, the end of the mystery is going to be, but nobody really understands completely what's going on. Well, I'd suggest that's a little bit what's going on here in the 24th chapter of Luke. As 24 opens, there's this, uh, this sense of, of confusion and chaos and this unexplained phenomenon. And, and, and alongside of it, there's, there's grief and there are tears and there's death. And now we've seen for 21 chapters that Luke has been telling us that most people don't really understand what's going on in Jesus' ministry. So why should chapter 24 be any different? And here we are in the midst of these uh, first 12 verses Now, we know what has happened, and we know what's going to happen, right? But in the middle of it, they didn't know. They were living through the midst of it and and didn't know. In these 12 verses, we still haven't seen Jesus. No resurrected Christ, no no risen Savior. We don't don't know if we're living with these women. And even the the disciples, none of them know for sure what's going on. And, And I think it's on purpose that Luke writes it in this way, because the people who read his gospel, the people who uh, heard it for the first time, you understand, are, are not reading this immediately afterwards. It's years, maybe even decades after Christ has risen that, that Luke is writing and reading. Uh, his, his readers are reading these things. And so they too are not eyewitnesses to the resurrection. Uh, they, they too uh, don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, they're, they're just trying to, to figure out their own way through the chaos and the confusion and, the, uh, and even and grief and death and, and, and living life of faith. They're trying to chart a way forward without really knowing exactly what's going on. Man, it feels familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> How many of us could say that's the life we're living right now? Luke, of course, wasn't writing just to the Baptists of Kansas in 2021, but he could have been. He could have been writing to us in this place for the gospel is appropriate for us today. For like those first readers, we still don't understand. We still live in, in the chaos and the confusion we weren't eyewitnesses to the resurrection. We, we didn't see it. We don't have this, this evidence that we, that we hold in our hands and say, look, it's right, it's right here. We struggle with what Jesus' teachings for our lives look like. And if that weren't enough, here in the last several months, we've been living through some of the most chaotic, some of the most confusing, some of the most painful and grief-filled times that many of us have, have ever experienced. We feel just as clueless as the women who showed up in that morning. The Greek says, in the the dark, deep dawn. We're we're expecting one thing, but then something else happened, and it happens again and again. And we, too, understand that grief and that pain as they cried tears of sadness on their way to the tomb. We, too, have seen... um, a lot of sadness in these days as we watch the death toll from COVID-19 rise higher and higher and higher here in the United States and around the world. And uh, we, like, like these women, uh, understand that we just wish things could go back the way they used to be. That we could just uh, click our heels together and go back home. Well, like them, we try to chart a way forward without really exactly knowing What's going on? So the women show up at the tomb and receive the word of these two men, uh, these, these heavenly beings, these uh, uh, men uh, kind of uh, in dazzling clothes. And it's, it's unclear, but it seems that they're probably angels, messengers from God. But there's a lot of unclarity. They're still confused. They still don't know what to do. So they return to the apostles and say, this is what we've seen. And the apostles tell them, that <laughs> they, they, um, they suggest that well, to them, it was like an idle tale. They don't believe them. They look these women in the eye and say, you're wrong. You can't make me believe that you saw what you say you saw. Biblical scholar Catherine Schifferdecker says that in today's parlance, they tell the women, it's fake news. We don't believe you. It doesn't matter what evidence you show us. It doesn't matter what you tell us. It doesn't matter about your personal eyewitness. We don't believe you. They didn't trust that uh, these women were uh, reliable sources. Uh, It may have been gender-based. They may still just not have been able to to do that, 
to believe without seeing for themselves. They must not be correct. Peter, go check it out and see what you find. Don't we do the same thing? In the midst of our chaos, in the midst of our confusion, our grief, are, are we not just as skeptical and cynical and untrusting? How often do we say, that's fake news? Of course, we heard this phrase before the pandemic, but I would suggest that it has become even more difficult to trust other people as we live in months and months of isolation. We, we insulate and we isolate and we fortify ourselves in our silos, our, our ideological silos, and we engage in this, this shared distrust. We don't trust other people's evidence. We don't trust their, their, their eyewitness accounts. We don't believe them. We dismiss them as idle tales. I'm convinced that's partly what's going on with this crazy rise in conspiracy theories, right? All these people saying, well, there must be something that they're not telling us, right? And so we see election conspiracies, and we see vaccine conspiracies. We see QAnon, whatever that is. All these, all these people that think, well, surely they're all lying to us. It's, it's fascinating. But I'm struck by the fact that, that now there's a booming market for conspiracy theories, right? There's an institution built on distrust of institutions because... We don't believe. Like these disciples, we wave our hands and say fake news, idle tales, evidence and, and testimony and personal experiences of others simply don't matter. And we wave them away. But again, Luke tells his story with the truth peeking through the darkness, peeking through the confusion, just like it would have for his first readers, just like it is for us today. And it comes in a moment of remembering. Have you noticed that word? As Christina read it earlier, do, do you notice the power of remembering? Pay attention to that, what that word means, and you'll, you'll see it again and again. Not only in this passage, but really throughout the Gospel of Luke, how often has, has the writer spoken to us about remembering, looking backwards, Looking back to what has already come before. Think back to the beginning of Luke. It says uh, in this gene genealogy uh, how it indeed uh, the, those that have come before from the very beginning have been the precursor to Jesus. Uh, Anna and Simeon, right in the temple, they look at each other and they say, this is the Messiah foretold from years and years ago. At the transfiguration, uh, Peter and James and John stand there with Jesus. And, and who appears in their midst, if not Elijah and Moses, the heroes of, of old, inviting them to remember? And then we see the, uh, the, the story of the, the lawyer who comes and asks Jesus, well, how do I, uh, how do we t I inherit eternal life? <laughs> and Jesus says, do, do the old ways, do the, the law and the prophets. The, they've been there for you. Just do it. The parable of the rich man and Lazarus say the, the same thing. Jesus talks in the, 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 the mouthpiece of the, uh, uh, the man who says, well, go and save my brothers. But Father Abraham in the story says, they have the law and the prophets. What else do they need? Just tell them, remember. And now in these last days of Christ's life, they come together for a Passover meal, a festival of remembering God's rescue God's salvation of God's people. And then at the Passover meal, Jesus looks his disciples in the eyes and he says, do this in remembrance of me. And now, at the empty tomb, the angels stand there and they say to the women, remember, remember when he told you these things were coming. He told you these things were going to happen. And Luke writes, the women remembered the things that he had said. <laughs> that doesn't mean that they completely understood yet. That doesn't mean that they had it all figured out. That doesn't mean that they're ready to uh, present their, uh, their, their ordination paper, uh, uh, saying all of the things that they believed, uh, their, their statement of faith. But they remembered, and they were ready to live the next day of faith. Scholar Michael Beth Dinkler talks about the importance of this idea of remembering. 
she names this word as an important one in the text because it, it talks about this. That uh, Indeed, the, the life of faith is lived forward, but the tools needed for it are claimed so often from the past. When we face chaos and confusion and grief and uh, unpredictable moments, Luke and the Gospels and the biblical witness as a whole say that we need to remember this act of shared remembering, what, what Dinkler calls this redemptive remembering, is how we must live forward, how we live a life that has been changed, life that has been transformed. Like when we get that call from the doctor, the tests have come back and you're in the clear. <laughs> or we have the, uh, that painful experience of, of a family member with whom we're having incredible difficulty in relational stress, a reconciliation, a restoration comes. (laughs) Or maybe like Levi this morning, we remember the restoration of our own choice to follow Christ as our Lord and Savior. These are moments of restoration. These are moments of remembering. And we think about these things and we think these are the days that we will remember. Just like the women, we recall the moments in our lives which Christ transformed us. These Easter moments, these Easter days. But those women and we get that we are part of something big and transformational, even though we don't completely understand what's going on. We remember. But she has more to say. Dinkler has more to say. She, she suggests that, that this memory must be shared, but it's more than just a thinking back individually. But instead, uh, there's an importance in the way that the word is written, that we also re- Remember, as a community, that we reconnect, that we re-understand each other, we regather, we we restore community once again. We listen to voices that we have not listened to in a long time. We start to to piece together all of these memories, all of these clues, all these transformational events until, until we begin to understand, just like they must have done in that upper room, just like they must have said, yeah. I, I do remember when he said that. I do remember it. And may, maybe, just maybe. No, you couldn't. It wouldn't be true. It couldn't be possible, right? Off goes Peter to see for himself. Even if the risen Christ is not physically in our presence, we still participate in the shared community that gathers in his name, just like that experience of watching the mystery movie together. As it starts to get toward the end, People start coming up with their, their guesses, right? They start coming up with their, uh, their theories of who done it and who's the good guy and who's the bad guy and, and what happened. And, and somebody recalls a piece of information. And they say, hey, remember when? Remember when that thing happened? Remember when they did that thing? And somebody else says, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did do that thing. Didn't they do that thing, right? And they, there starts to be this, this piece. And one person says, remember when? And another person says, well, remember when this? And then and you start to piece together and you understand and you still have that person in the corner of the room that says, why don't you all just be quiet so I can listen to the movie? But it all happens all at the same time. And this remembering, this reconnecting, this recalling happens in a moment of triumph when you realize that community is happening. That's what church is about. That's what we are called to do and who we are called to be. You may not know all the answers on your own. You may not be able to give a a convincing theological explanation of the resurrection. You may not be able to to have a a theory of atonement that will, will pass muster in a seminary class. You may not know all of the answers. You may not know all of the uh, kind of uh, the right words to say and the right ways to say it. You may not know exactly what you believe, but you are listening to my voice today. Because you have an Easter story. You have a resurrection story. You have been transformed. You have been changed in a way that you can bring to us. To remember as we together remember. This season, this morning, this day, this hour, this moment. Let us enjoy the shared experience of the hope and the truth of Christ's presence in our lives. Let us this Easter become a new Easter community of resurrection hope, of resurrection future, because we know we live from the past 
of a God who loves us eternally. Let us march forward in that promise. Let us pray. God, we open our eyes again to the resurrection community that you have created. As we stand together and say, remember when, and remind each other about what this is about. We do it because you have changed our hearts and you are changing us as we come together to celebrate your communion. As we come together to feast, may we open the door to all voices, all of your children. Not dismissing, not distrusting, but welcoming and love. In your name we pray. Amen. table. You're welcomed to this place. We, we live in a world that, that, is, that is based on distrust, that is based on saying that you are wrong and we don't want to listen to you, but yet there is this table. There is in this place, in this community, a symbol that screams something even louder, that says all are welcome. That we won't dismiss you as an idle tale, but you are welcome here. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome because we have been loved. We reach out in love. And in the same way, Jesus gathered with his disciples because he opened his arms in welcome. Even those that would deny him. Even those that would betray him. And yet, his arms were open wide in love and welcome. And he tells them, do this in remembrance of me. Don't forget what's happening here. Don't forget this is louder than the distrust of our world. This is what I'm all about. And he washed their feet in service. And he went to sacrifice in love. That is why we come. All are welcome.
As we remember today, we also celebrate. For when Jesus met with his disciples, he took bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it, saying, this is my body, broken for you. And today on this Resurrection Sunday, I would add, this is my body, resurrected for you. In the same way, he took the cup, and he said, this is the new covenant for you. Take, eat, drink, in remembrance and celebration of our resurrected Lord. If you have not done so already, take, eat knowing that you are eating with brothers and sisters around the world today, celebrating the resurrected Christ. Drink knowing that God gives us hope and his love welcomes everyone. Amen. Is the victory? 
chosen to worship with us today. Again, if you have a decision that uh, you've made today that you find on the chat, a way to, to record that and respond. Uh, it's been so great to have uh, so many folks uh, sharing today. It's great to have Levi and his family uh, with us today. So many musicians that have brought an incredible, uh, beautiful story to us. And then the, the behind-the-scenes the tech crew uh, who have uh, made it possible today. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here on this day, on this Easter Sunday celebration. Remember, uh, with uh, Easter today, we won't have the two-way here in just a few moments. We will also not have our, our reshape this evening. Uh, those will be back on next week, so plan to be a part of those. Now, a word of benediction on this uh, day of uh, resurrection joy, on this day of resurrection hope. On this day of resurrection peace, go in that peace. And may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you. Wherever he may send you, may he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Amen.